Greetings, everyone. And welcome to Rolling with Disadvantage, the D&D podcast where we won't be playing D&D. As always, I am your host, Tyler. And I'm your groovy, psychedelic, awesome co-host, Till. If you're you're new to the show, Rolling with Disadvantage is our podcast where we argue, debate, and whisper into the void about various aspects of D&D 5th edition. Feel free to join the conversation by tweeting us at Podcast. What's today? Today is 420, man. Nice, bro. Nice. For whatever reason, the 20th of April in America is like, oh, man, it's like so chill. Chill. (laughs) We're doing the worst impressions That's because it's been a very long time. Yes, samesies. Not that I, I don't think I ever knew a pothead or a stoner who behaved like that. I did. Back in college, I totally They were chill, don't get me wrong, but they weren't like, yeah, man, it's just... Oh, no, I knew one that was paranoid as fuck. The government was coming to get him. Oh, well, that's different. Fucking... Got the wrong stuff one too many times. Radios in my teeth, man. Never never, never that bad, but just very, like, government conspiracy My roommate was a hippie. He lives in a van now. Sounds about right. Yeah. He just... Oh, the one that came to town? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He climbs mountains and lives in a van. I think he drove down to South America. Living his best life. Yeah, basically. I don't know how, but that's Yeah, where did he get the money? Who I knows? Have, I have no idea. Well, he worked on a pot farm in California for a while, and he made a bunch of money in, like, one summer. Um, so I think he probably just does stuff like that. But in honor of today's fantastic, arbitrarily assigned... We do love arbitrary days. We do love arbitrary days. Arbitrarily assigned April the 20th, and it's association with all things drugs. We're going to be talking the illicit and D&D. Yeah, the things... Not just drugs. No, but all the things that, you know, maybe aren't so legal around these parts mm-hmm. that may or may not find their way into a D&D there. session. 11 states where recreational is legal, I think. Yeah, it's just weed, but there's many other things. Yeah, I know, right? Hashtag legalize it. <laughs> hashtag some of it. Well, weed. <laughs> yeah, hashtag legalize weed for sure. Is yes. Things. Although, side note, unrelated to D&D, but I do have... You know, this is a point brought up to me by a person many, many years ago. I'm many, like, many why years. don't we just legalize all drugs, blah, blah, It's like, well, obviously, sure, crime. But there's a big part of it where there's there's local economies in, like, sketchier parts of America that are sustained by drug trade. And if you legalize this thing, you'd be removing an entire branch of industry from a neighborhood and putting it in the hands of, you know, a larger business of the government. And you'd be taking jobs and money away from people. I don't have a problem with that. Why? Yeah, no, I don't have a problem with that. Taking jobs and money away from people? Illegal jobs like that? I have no problem with that. I have no problem with the meth dealer in town getting shut down. Okay. Do you agree or disagree with the following statement? Go. Uh, consenting adults should be allowed to do things that don't hurt other people. That's a very broad statement. What? Just because they don't set out with the intention to hurt other people doesn't mean I didn't say I don't intend to. That don't hurt other people. That's not always true, though. I mean, I agree with that statement, but that's not the situation here. I mean, give me a circumstance where I'm doing something that doesn't hurt other people and I'm consenting to it that I shouldn't be allowed to do it. No, that's fine. But, I mean, you also... I, I don't necessarily agree with doing things that could severely hurt yourself. Why? Because that's that's bad. That's a mental... Why? He- if you're doing something that severely hurts yourself, that's a mental health issue. What if you're into it? It doesn't matter. That's a mental health issue. That means you're not No, sane. if you're a masochist... That means you're not of your sound mind and body. Who are you to judge sound mind and body? If you're a masochist and you like being inflicted pain, that's your thing. There's you're... a difference between getting flogged and literally killing your body. So you're telling me that people shouldn't be allowed to eat McDonald's? 
Uh, probably not, but... Says the guy who just came over here with his gas station yeah, egg sandwich. It was a croissant. It was wonderful. It's killing you. Okay. This is supposed to be way chiller. You <laughs> make things extreme, dude. No, dude. Yeah, dude. Bruh. You make things way extreme. That's who you are. You can't right. help, but it's okay. Is there pot in I love you for it. I mean, of course. I, I shit all the time. If somebody wants to do that, fine. I don't give a shit. So you're this pot in your D&D world? Yeah, absolutely. Cannabis sativas so out there. It's not in the rules. Nope. There aren't even drugs in the rules anymore. Nope. There used, used to be. <laughs> they used to have it. They, they Whole books of this shit. The DM's guy doesn't even have really the rules for getting drunk anymore. Nope. When he used to. Yep. Very specific rules. Very specific rules. And Which, I, prior to even this episode, I opened up an old book from third 3.5 called The Arms and Equipment Guide. Which had a straight up list of ales, meads, wines, and spirits, and the associated fortitude saves required for intoxication. Do you know what this brings up real fast? What? Just on a side note. Go ahead. Back in the day, everything had a price. I missed the hell out of that. I know. Looking at this, tobacco, five silver for a pound. That seems like a fair price fair for price. tobacco. That's fine. But nowadays, it's like it's a common item. It's whatever you want it to be between zero and fifty gold. Yeah, this uh, they had Dragon Bite Bitter Beer, fifteen gold for a gallon. That's some exp- nowadays. Elven it's somewhere mead? between twenty and eighty gold pieces. How do you? Okay, how much do you think? Like standard, your standard, your Budweiser of ales in the D and D world. What do you think that costs for for, for a sixteen uh, ounce? Uh, no, let's call so it a gallon let's, for let's a gallon. A pint. Let's say a pint. Well, let's use gallons. How many? Okay, a gallon of Budweiser. We'll go with uh, ten copper or silver. One silver for a gallon? Yeah. I think a couple silver. For Budweiser? Yeah, okay. Yeah, between one and three. Okay. Okay. This gallon of elven mead costs 60 gold. Yeah. <laughs> That's the good good. That's the best mead. In all fairness, if you think about it, like, if you actually go to a modern day meadery, yeah. like, a eight ounce glass of mead yeah. is 12 bucks. 12 bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So turn that into a gallon. You 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 spent a lot of money. You spent a lot of money, right? That's insane. But the other point, they had the prices of all of these. A bottle of Just Ali, of Alien Elven wines, a hundred gold. Once upon a time, I could walk into a store and I knew what I was <gasps> going to pay for a plus five Vorpal sword. Yeah, but no one would ever have that. No, or... but I knew what it cost. Two hundred thousand gold or something like that, wasn't it? I think like two hundred fifty. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It was expensive. That's fine. Nowadays, it's somewhere between a hundred thousand and one million. Well, gold. they wanted you to set up your own economy, and the same applies to drugs and alcohol. That's what I'm getting you into. You need to set up our own Fifth economy. Is all about streamlining. So, Do what it are your way? What are the drugs in your world? Well, uh, right now they just have some pot. They 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 they've is found it called pot. It, it's just a a herbal plant that they can smoke and have a euphoric. Feeling. It's not called like halfling grass or something. No. No, it is not. No, it is not. But what's they, our what's our? Um, they most recently acquired some psychedelic brownies from a uh, gentleman brownies? named Charlemagne Moonflower. What's our what's our uh, best fantasy D and D race that are the most successful drug makers? It's got to be gnomes or halflings. It's got to be gnomes or halflings, right? Like yeah. obviously, gnomes oh, yeah. are big into pharmaceuticals, hundred percent of the time. And halflings <laughs> love getting high. Yeah, halflings they're are like happy. they're happy they're all the time. Happy. So of course they're, they're selling on something. weed. Yes, they're yes. on Xanax. Yes, halflings are high on life. But also pot. Yes. And various <laughs> other things that they've manufactured in their lives. Well, and you know, if you just look at a Lord of the Rings okay, type ready? setting. Real fast, here yes. we go. Halflings, if it grows and it's a drug, that's what they do. Gnomes make their shit. Correct. They're the meth- Synthetics. They're the, heroin. the MDMA. Yeah, exactly. But you, know, you look at other fantasy settings, tobacco and weed, halflings, dwarves, elves. Dwarves Everybody was smoking. It. Everybody was smoking something. It. 
because that's you know it's a natural part of the earth, and many of these races are associated with those things. Yeah. I in my campaign, the dwarves had associated with them a fungus. It was it was mm-hmm. mushrooms. Yeah, I remember. Right? They they just called it fungus because you would find it underground where mushrooms grew. Like that's where it was. So, like that's the thing that they had. It was like a dried I recall. mushroom. So there was there's obviously natural parallels you can use to put a drug in your game. Mm-hmm. It, but the synthetic thing I'm really really fascinated about. How would we make? Is it a magical drug? Could it be? It absolutely could be. Right? Is it is it a witch's brew, but it's it's um it's ecstasy? Yeah. You know? Maybe it is. <laughs> Has the same effects. Right. Even in um uh Critical Role, Matt had them had drugs like episode twelve or something stupid, right? They I vaguely remember that. Yeah, they vaguely they, they just went tripping balls in a graveyard or something. Yeah. But I, I do I'm kind of annoyed that it's not in the rules, but I get it because it's get owned it. by Hasbro and they yeah. want kids to play the game. Exactly. And blah 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 blah. But they it's one thing if a DM puts it in their game, but they don't want to put the idea that it's They're possible not advocating. out there. Yeah. But that's the stupid part. It is possible. It, it was there. People had weed. Oh, man. People had alcohol. You know, people had, people wanted to get fucked up. Yeah. Always do, always will. What other illicit things are not in the rule book that so, actually exist in the world? This is I'm going to posit something a little further outside our circle that we're talking about here. There used to be a book in third edition. Called the Book of Erotic Fantasy. Yes, that I, we could. I was gonna get there eventually, but we're gonna get there now. It was this book of all things sexual and deviant, yeah. and there was rules, explicit rules, explicit rules for sex magic. That I very literally once ran a campaign where a gentleman was a sex mage. Explicit rules for sex magic, and I really feel like it was a mature book. Obviously, very much so. Why can't we make a mature book these days? And I'm gonna see. The second topic for today, we're going to talk about. Yeah, we'll get there. I know. But, but essentially, what D and D is trying to do is very literally what we all try to do eventually: grow up, sell out. They're, no, they're just maturing. I mean, they don't need to have that shit. And there's somebody wants to put in their game. I'm sure they know how to do it. I'm sure they have experience. But why would I need to make an entire rule book on that shit? That's anymore? true. Like the BDSM DM. They know what to do already. Oh, that's a fantastic book name. The BDSM DM. Literal dungeon master, <laughs> sex dungeon master, right? <laughs> there used to be rules for these things explicitly. Um, I haven't really bothered to reinclude those kinds of rules in the nah. game because it's five dudes sitting around a table. Yeah. Like we're not gonna, I mean, we're, not gonna not get, we're not gonna get, we're not gonna get deep into sex this. rules, right? We can if somebody wants to, but I'm not gonna start yeah, it. Yeah. Um, the drug thing though is very funny. But my question is, you know, does it ever have a big impact on the game? No. Have you ever had your players trying to stop a drug dealer? Not yet. Not yet. Probably never, because they're kind of stopping the end of the world at this point. Have we had anybody OD? No, nowhere near. Had players pass out from drinking? That's what. That's the next thing I want to talk about. Black Bright. Yeah, I have a particular liquor in my campaign. If you fail to save, you just pass out. Liquid Roofie. Right, exactly. It's it's a roofie. It's the, the heaviest, most alcoholic thing you could find, and it's done. It's ever clear with ecstasy in it, almost. Yeah, basically. It just fucks you up. But my, our players, two particular players in particular, seek it seek out. Seek it out regularly. They, just for the purposes of passing out. And in a recent, not recent, a couple months ago, one of them, you guys had a lovely dinner at an Elven tavern. <laughs> I would like this. Okay, we'll find it. He has it. He fails to save. He passes out. Somebody attacks you immediately afterwards. Like, and he's, he's out for the fight. It's like, what happened when he wakes up? We got attacked and you were out. <laughs> you were unconscious because you <laughs> wanted this drink. You have a problem. You need to go to AA. And ever since then, I've told in, ga- in game, I've been like, hey, don't give him any he has alcohol. A problem. He has a problem. He has a problem. It really does. No, so uh, that's the thing I kind of miss the rules for intoxication because 
you know, you open up the player's handbook and they have at the front, they have paralysis and poisoned and whatever. I kind of use poison for the rules of intoxication because basically what mm-hmm. it is. But intoxication has very specific rules and the different difficulty classes so you would know what happened to you when you're drinking a certain thing. Yep. Right? Because mm-hmm. if I'm drinking poison, mm-hmm. that's kind of a broad range. I could die. I could lose a stat. Yeah, I could very paralyzed. broad. Booze. It's basically the same no matter what you're drinking. Different flavors of being drunk, but it's always being drunk. You go from poisoned to incapacitated to paralyzed. Disadvantage. Yeah. To unconscious. Yeah. Disadvantage on, you know, everything. Yeah. Uh, with a bonus to constitution somehow? No. Stamina? Bonus to... Damage reduction? Damage reduction. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Resistance you to physical damage? How about... No. Uh, damage... Alone cannot knock you unconscious. Yeah, I can see that. You can you can go you can go way negative, but eventually you'll just die. Will there be other some other kind of thing where like because you're 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 reckless, you're more brave, like you know, advantage against fear effects. So that yeah, I like that. Yeah. So, at a point, you have disadvantage on attacks, but then you eventually get advantage because you're yeah. just so reckless that you'll so what should, go for the reckless power attacks. shots. Yeah. So what should be the benefits, of, or not the benefits, what should be the side effects, the mechanical in-game side effects of drug use? Let's just start with pot because it's right there. Um, just lower perception, uh, mm-hmm. higher insight maybe. Oh, like a bonus to your wisdom? It, no, uh, bonus to your... Yeah, yeah, bonus to wisdom. Bonus to wisdom. Because you're, you're thinking bigger thoughts. Yeah. You're just kind of like you're not inhibited by anything. Disadvantage on intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> Dexterity. Disadvantage. Yes, yes definitely. Uh, you're hungry. What is hungry. that? What does that that's, manifest that's as? You, you have to require twice as many rations throughout yeah. the day. There you go. <laughs> you eat more rations. You eat more rations. Um, what else? Well, I mean, the pot's a kind of small one. Let's do it with like um, acid trips. You At, know, you take some LSD. Maybe you can see other realms uncover <gasps> new magic. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what Matt's drug did in Critical Role. He, they could see into the ethereal plane. There you go. Well, under the effects of it. Yeah. Right. Um, I did uh, a red powder. Mm-hmm. It was based on the the drug in the movie Repo Men, where you know you like snort it in your mouth and, and it, it, it got, set his dex to going. twenty. That it set his dex to twenty for, and then he was like had a level of exhaustion immediately afterwards. So it was just like tweaking the fuck out for a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. It was cocaine, you know, basically. That that's, cocaine was some Adderall. Yeah, that's what it would do, right? It would set your dex. Yeah. You might get a hasted. You'd get so you'd get <laughs> heightened, you'd get hasted, and then you'd crash. Yeah, and then you'd cry real hard. Yeah. You would be just like the haste spell. Yeah. How you can't do things afterwards. But just for a turn. It used to be longer, it's just for a turn now. That's actually kind of, you know, a drug that just recreates a spell effect. Yeah. That seems totally reasonable. Like two different spell effects one bad, one good. You get the good one first, and then you get the bad one. Well, only if the effect's worth it. Like haste, for example, yeah. great effect has the downside. Yeah. Where you Excuse get me. poisoned, something. I don't know. I know. It's, you know, like a potion, but instead of being a potion, I snort it. Okay. You know, oh, shit. yeah. <laughs> you get, what's the, what's the, or it's um, like uh, in uh, Mad Max Fury Road, what they do the, the platinum. Yeah, yeah. What was the uh, what were those little things called? People used crumb, to wear like crumb. people used to like wear rings, rings that, that had coke in it. it. Used like a bump. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah. <sighs> okay, let's go. You know. <laughs> Why not? What's what's stopping us from incorporating more drugs in our D and D campaigns? Nothing. Nothing really. Our own moral sensibilities and lack of knowledge. I don't. I am not held back by a moral sensibility because consenting adults, whatever, do drugs. The moment you include somebody else who doesn't want to do drugs, then obviously fuck you. But I think this should probably be. I think I'm gonna decriminalize all drugs in my campaign. Okay. 
So there's going to be a vendor. You know, there'll be a blacksmith. There'll be a bread maker, be a tavern, and a drug dealer. Apothecary. Yeah, although there'll be apothecary, regular, and then the next one's in air quotes. Apothecary <laughs> next to him. Um, so it's like, okay, yeah, you have healing potions, great. Okay, you have weed, fantastic. Yeah, exactly. It's, you walk in, it's incense burning, it's glass, it's glass built stuff. You know. Potpourri. Just, yeah. Just tie dye you know. uh, robes what's, what's, and cloaks. What's the uh, what's the uh, stuff that's uh, oh god what. The, the smelly stuff. Incense. No, no, no. Um, no, I'll think of it later. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, but anyway. Uh, there were those stupid hoodies yeah. that are like. Ponchos. The yeah, poncho they're, like, they're knitted in a particular pattern. Yeah. Drug rugs. So I think that is the slang yeah. for them. Real fast. And, and, so obviously we're coming up to the closing of this topic. But one thing that I would like to actually discuss that I think yeah. goes with this. How do you handle addiction in a campaign then? So that would be. The real rub, right? Yeah. Um, if you know, because I don't think in real life, most people, the dramatic majority of people, if I gave you drugs one time, wouldn't be physically addicted to it. Depends. Heroin, yeah. Right. There's a shot, but you could you could probably have heroin the one time, and not be like a total strung out. No, but you'd probably want it again real bad. Yeah, but you kind of like you do a, you hit a coke, you're not gonna become a coke no. addict. Pot crack, crack's pretty addictive. Yeah. Pot, you're gonna be fine. Math, maybe. So if you know, if you like, if you just, if I just say, okay, here's drugs, you do it. I'm not gonna bother. I'm not gonna bother doing it. But if your character is repeatedly engaging in drug behavior, then we're gonna have to come up with some withdrawal rules, right? Withdrawal rules, or like, you know, you gotta roll wisdom saves, or you gotta find it. Like, you need to find it's it. A curse. It's, yeah, a curse. it's a curse. It's a curse. It's a curse. It's literally a curse. There it is. Or a disease. You just come up with another disease. You know, like in contagion. Addiction. Addiction. Yeah. You know, and it has a withdrawal symptoms or whatever. Mm-hmm. That'd be really fucked up if somebody cast like I'm casting contagious on you. Oh no, what disease do I suffer? Addiction. Addiction. <laughs> and you just have to go find drugs <laughs> and become actually addicted. Oh my god, that's so dark. That's like the darkest disease you could possibly yeah. get. Holy shit, that's funny. Yeah. So what? What kind of? Oh god. What kind of rules can we put forward real fast? Just off the top. Of drugs. Head. Just do drugs. Yeah, Drug, but, drugs. But drugs. what happens if you don't? You... For addiction? Yeah. Exhaustion. Uh, you just, you, your you max health is reduced. Levels of exhaustion. You, you don't get you points back from resting. Um, you can't eat. So you get what? Four levels of exhaustion before you start like coming off it. I would I would say either until you do drugs again, or until a certain amount of time passes, you like you can't. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. those those four days pass, you don't rest at all. You get four levels of exhaustion. Well, some people do die from like sudden ODing. What if you already had a level of exhaustion? Going oh, into that? then you're dead. So you'd have to survive four days without rest. Yeah. And then you can get, then you're, then, then you, you start coming back. Then you cure yourself of the addiction disease. Not only that, but yeah, yeah. You that's start, how, that's how to cure yeah. addiction is four days without rest. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, make, make it five. Make it five. No, because then they die. Uh, first no, level. Seven, seven is death. I thought it was five is death. Seven is death. Are you sure? Positive. Are you sure? Positive. Okay. I'll look it up for you, but I'm positive. Whatever. Whatever the number is right before death. Because that's what it feels like. I think you should do two before, just in case they like were coming off a bit of a bender. Well, that's the funny part. Someone would, you'd have to find somebody in that week to cast six, restoration six on you. All right, so make it five. That way, it's one away. Because if not, then someone has to cast restoration on you to to be like, no, they will die if I do not do this. But and, you get a week to know that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're just lugging around this fucking strung out junkie behind you, and you're oh my god, my next character. Don't do it. Please. Don't do it. Drug addict. Don't do it. <laughs> but like a nice, friendly drug addict. <laughs> no, Doctor House, like best oh. drug addict, Sherlock Holmes, same character technically, right? Fucking high functioning drug addict, 
with great story arcs that involve addiction and coming off of drugs. Well, well, Johnny Depp's character in From Hell. Open I don't think addict. I've seen that. Oh, great movie! It's where Johnny Depp investigates Jack the Ripper. It's great. Why not include these characters? Like, why? Why? Yeah, you know, I think maybe we're really missing out on something with this whole drug business. All right, happy 420, people. We'll be right back. Okay, cool. We're back. We we've cleaned up. We're we got rid of the huge pile of coke on the table. Right-eyed, bushy-tailed. Now we're good like to go. Like Al Pacino, Scarface, right? Yep. Yep. Shoving our face in it, tweaking out. Yep. Or Thad Castle from Blue Mountain State. In the town that we grew up in, pills were more common when we were growing up than. Pot. I feel like fucking our city like invented the opioid crisis. Midwestern towns. Just so you know, spoiler alert, people. We are in the Midwest somewhere, but somewhere. There's a lot of opioids, man. Almost heaven. Not quite. But it was it was a lot of prescription drugs that made their way into kids' hands, which is super fucked up, by the way. Mm-hmm. That parents weren't being responsible. That's what I'm talking about. Consenting adults not hurting people. That's what you're talking about. Not deliberately hurting people. You know, if you're yeah, everybody okay, fine. You you buy some heroin, you're not gonna hurt anybody. Blah 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 blah. But then your kid, you know, ingests it on accident. You mean like Uma Thurman in like Pulp Fiction? Was, yeah, well, she snorted it. Yeah. And she was a drug addict. Yeah, but she um, was looking for cocaine. But that, again, that's not John Travolta's fault. No. How do you not know that heroin is not cocaine? Come on. Well, she you don't know what else she'd been snorting. Doesn't matter. You, a, druggie, Maybe, a druggie knows what heroin looks yes, like. Yes, but I, if I'm not mistaken, there are some kind of heroin you can snort and ingest. I don't but know. But he bought the, like, the high-quality... Pepsi Challenge heroin, yeah. right? Yeah. So when she snorts it, it hits her like a fucking hammer in the face as opposed to whatever she normally expects. Yeah. And suddenly she's dying. Do you know they didn't win the dance competition in that movie? She had a trophy. She stole it. it there's actually a news story later in the movie. Oh my God, are you fucking serious? Yeah, she stole it. That's awesome. Yeah. I gotta go back and rewatch that movie. Yeah, I forget when exactly, but there's just a news story about a couple stealing a trophy from a diner later in the movie. That's funny. Yeah. Or is it earlier in the movie? It's later. Well, it's later, later physically. In the, and later in the story. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I didn't right. notice that because they did a good job dancing. Yeah. Okay. Hi, everybody. Hi. Here we are. Yep. Um, uh, to piggyback off of... We kind of mentioned yes. it. Um, so Topic the, two for today. Topic two. We're going to discuss older editions because there's a lot of history in D&D. This D&D started editions. in 1974. So there's... 77. What? 77. 74? Wow. 77 was advanced, oh, Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, okay, okay. Um, wow, so, yeah, so time. it's been 45 years. One week. 45 years uh, of D&D. Long, long time. We've talked a little bit about the history of D&D, but this is going to be specifically about changes edition to edition and what we'd like to see in the future. With an emphasis on the future. The future, because we weren't alive. For the first edition of the game. Not only that, we've kind of discussed the history of D&D before. Yes. We started in third edition. In the year 2000! (laughs) For me, it was, um, I think, 2001 or 2 or whatever. It was, uh, no, it was 2004. Okay. So back in the day, third edition. What did I like about third edition? What did you like about third edition? Let's just talk about older stuff first. We can go into that a little. I don't know anything about first or second edition. So the one thing that I find fascinating is way back D&D started in 1974 
And then... They were picking the drugs in 1974. Yeah. But then there was such a clamoring. Like, the rules were what the rules were. But they decided to make a second set of rules. Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. Second edition. And they literally started putting out both editions at the same time. They would release different books for D&D and for AD&D. I like that. And I think that'd be maddening to try and keep track of. I like that. Really? Maddening from the corporate perspective. Not so maddening from ours. Shit, I remember when I was playing, we were doing 3.5. Yeah. I accidentally bought a third edition book. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, this must be the right thing. Most third edition books had errata that came yeah. that you could get to but, update them. But I was like... <sighs> but imagine you're a guy who played fourth edition and you loved it. I can't imagine that. Don't you wish there was still fourth edition content being made? No. But... Uh, Kevin, yes, of course. If you're that guy, you'd wish there were more fourth edition content. Yeah, but I can't imagine me that person. So, so I like the notion of, oh, well, we'll we're going to change the game, but we're also going to continue to release content from the older version. So essentially the most the interesting fact about it is that up until from 1977 until 1995, they released both editions That's simultaneously. That's a long time. Very long. Well, so, so and then, in, as you alluded to, in 2000... Third edition came along. The best edition. Yeah, probably. Um, and they just bam, 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 bam. Rules, 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 Do you rules. How fucking rules. books there were in that? Glad you brought that up. Are you, is there is there like a numeric? Well, we can just. I'll do a quick count while you talk about how much you loved it. I think the part about third edition that I liked the most was their ability to compound on existing stuff. So Monster Manual one, two. Three, four. I think it went up to five. There was monsters in the deities and demigods books. Monsters in the complete arcane. There was compounding building on rules as opposed to I'm going to sell you a campaign setting that also has rules in it. It was just, it was just, what was it? There's like complete divine, complete scoundrel, complete warrior, complete arcane. And those were just classes, races, treasure blah 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 for that chunk of reality what are you at 55 jesus fucking christ he's only at m hold on i'm just gonna pause it 75 75 books books for a third is that just third or third this is third and third and and 3.5 that's a lot so I had uh, on my laptop, I believe, about 40 of them. Yeah, I had so, about the same. So I didn't even come close. Right, because some of them are stupid. Like, nobody, nobody's going to buy the Psionics handbook. Yeah, well, fuck that. And other ones like, you know, you know Savage Species, Sandstorm. I own Savage Species. The, those were very specifically... Savage Species was Monsters Races. Yeah. So I had Savage Species. I had the Epic Level Handbook. These things that had... Oh, my God. The Epic Level Handbook contained rules that you don't see today because nope. there's no Epic Levels. That were awesome, and yeah. monsters that were oh, awesome. Oh God! Had the the monsters in the epic level handbook were world destroying. We're not we're talking Tarask level every single one of them. Yep. That were the Tarask awesome. was a bitch compared to them. There was even the the forest dragon and the prismatic dragon. There were so prismatic cool. prismatic dragon scares me. Like, as it should, fuck. as it fucking should. Holy fuck! There was spells. There were epic level spells. There was a fist of gods or whatever, and it just the picture of it was a giant dark fist from the sky had blood and ichor dripping from it because it smashed people. Like not just a few people, like a town of but, people. Yeah, those were those were what we're talking about. And I think that's kind of the best part about third edition, is it just 
went everywhere. They yeah. didn't. They didn't fuck around. They erotic fantasy. They didn't fuck around. I think that might have been. Um, that that was an outside one. That's actually yeah, not yeah. on here. Like the Fiend but, Folio books. Yeah. No, Fiend Folio is on here. Is it? Yeah. I thought that was just a. Okay, go ahead. Fiend, yeah. Um, but things like uh, they had that. They had the book of Exalted Deeds, the book of Vile Darkness. Yes. Like it didn't matter what it was. They covered it. They covered it. Like. The complete, as you mentioned, there was the complete adventurer. There was the complete, you know, uh, divine. The complete arcane. The complete scoundrel. The complete warrior. The complete uh, champion. The yeah, complete, I just talked. Okay, yeah. I mean, all of these things. They covered everything so, in detail. All right. So, three point five, third edition. It had all the rules. I think Everywhere. that's why we liked it. Yeah, because everything it was, was everything was laid out. Everything if there was, was a question, you could find it. There was treasure. There was drugs. There was there was alcohol. There was travel. There was everything. And everything was explicitly stated. A weapon, a plus one weapon cost, I think it was 2,000 gold pieces. It was. There was flanking. There was flanking. A plus one armor cost 1,000 gold pieces. Like, you had these set up. Now, people in the game could charge more. Sure. They could charge less. Yes. You could sell it for different prices. That's fine. But you knew going into it that this item was about this cost. However, you know what for the third edition had that was really, really dumb? Go. The five-foot step. The five-foot. Let me see your five-foot step. It was the stupidest fucking thing. Because. <laughs> I know, as a player, you love it. Because it was so practical to be like, okay, I'm going to take a five-foot step. However, it was dumb because the rules explicitly stated if you took a five-foot step, you couldn't also move. Yeah. So, like, you could... It was basically a disengage. Yeah. But they framed it as this slide to the left. Yeah. Essentially, right? it was a tactical, concentrated move to avoid taking attack opportunity. Because you would that, all, because you generate attacks opportunity by entering threatened ranges. Too. So yeah, so uh, essentially, it was perfect for range characters get out of melee so they could yes, shoot. Yes, cast a spell or whatever. Yeah, right. But for the longest time, you had players like, ah, oh, it doesn't make any sense. I should be able to blah blah blah. I should be able to five step and move. You know, fuck you. There was it, that, that was my other favorite part was that they if they had a bonus like say you had a uh, um, a natural armor bonus to your AC. Mm-hmm. Every bonus had a type. Types did not stack. Oh my god, I missed that. The deflection bonus, the exactly. natural armor bonus, yes. shield bonus, shield armor bonus, armor. They don't stack. Missed they do it. not stack. Missed it. Missed it so much. Right, unless it said explicitly this stacks. I do miss that kind of stuff. Or even for your stats, like dexterity. Now it's like your dex is set to twenty, or it's max, set to eighteen. Max, max twenty. So there's a couple of things you get about up to that. Twenty six dex. But I don't want this to just be us circle jerking and fan fanning fanboying no. over. No. So let's let's move on. Fourth edition. Fourth edition. I didn't what play. the fuck happened? I was part of the. Test the beta for fourth edition. I was I was in the beta for fourth edition. I got I started getting the rules, reviewing them to provide feedback, and it, it I gave up because it sucked. I was like, I'm not gonna do this. This is stupid. I did play. It was rough. However, I listened to Acquisitions Incorporated play fourth edition. It still sucked. Okay. Yeah. No, it still sucked. Yeah. Even when they were playing it. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> It was like a video game I, rules. It was video games. I hated the idea of these powers, the utility, the at will, the encounter, the daily. The I I hated it. I hated it so fucking much. It essentially made every class the same. Yeah. Like there it's were no the same cooldowns. There weren't any. Yeah, there weren't any spell slots or anything. There wasn't anything unique about any class. Everyone had their own utility. Like the the powers may do different things, but wasn't the same your resource pool was basically the same yeah and it, i think that's the funny thing if you use those rules as a video game yeah world of warcraft for example is exactly what it is fourth, you had a power that lasted 
cool down two seconds, cool down one second, cool down a minute. Like, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. And it was about the same time, so I think that might have been kind yeah, of... Yeah, 4th edition definitely tried to piggyback off the MMORPG craze. Those rules in video games work, because it's just you looking at your bar abilities, mm-hmm. waiting. Yeah. When you're in a group session, and you're all trying to be different kind of things, it doesn't necessarily work, because... It takes it, away every piece of individualism. And time isn't linear in the sense that... Six seconds is six seconds. Six seconds last 20 minutes. Yeah. Right? In a video game, if my cooldown's one second, you're going to wait one second. Seconds, right? I can't pause the game. It's one second. Yeah. So time is different. So it doesn't really function that way. No. So what else about fourth edition? I didn't play it at all. So, I mean, other than that, I mean, the one thing I will say that's always consistent is RPing in general. Yeah. So if you're an RPer, that's fine. Uh, the one thing I will say, the only thing that I actually truly enjoyed about fourth edition were saving throws because the way they did saving throws were the way that we've actually discussed before where you know a fortitude save could be a con save or strength save it could be either really i've never discussed that that way yeah we, we've uh, done we've discussed alternate things ability checks no we've, Not, we've discussed no. anyway so a saving throw could either be and i believe it was strength or con a reflex save could either be dexterity or intelligence mm. and a will save could either be wisdom or charisma because you could just be a force of personality that refuses to bend to someone's will. Okay, that's interesting. And I enjoyed the hell out of that because I'm like, you know what? That makes everyone a little bit better. Yeah, I like that. But that could be incorporated into spells. Yeah. Like if I'm casting Charm Person, you make a Wisdom or a Charisma save. Yeah, we could crowd. do that now. I, I don't think I would. I liked it then because everyone kind of had the same things. Yeah. So it was very – it was more – they were – D&D 4th Edition was a brown mess. Essentially, they took a little bit of everything, put it together, and it just made the color brown. I was supposed to at least avoided looking at it because I don't want to know. I like the artwork. I do remember that. They always have good artwork. Player's Handbook artwork was wonderful. 3rd Edition artwork was great. You had some of the best yeah. illustrators of the 2000s working for Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. And you, people I went to school with work for Wizards of the Coast now, you know, working on Magic the Gathering cards and stuff. Like... They had incredibly talented people mm-hmm. on their staff. So you had these amazing illustrations. Yeah. And now you still do. You totally still do have amazing illustrations in there. Like the cover of the Monster Manual. Beautiful. With the Beholder. I love it. Fantastic. Oh, my God. The fucking lich on the cover of the DMG is gorgeous. That's, that's what's his name? Azarak or Axarak or something? He's the lich in the... Never mind. I don't want to give it away. There's not a lich in, in any, Stranger Things. There's not a lich in any particular adventure that currently exists in the world. There's a lich in every adventure. That's it's actually two liches. <laughs> so fifth edition. Okay, so fifth edition comes along, which is our baby. And yeah, and they essentially took the streamlining idea from fourth edition, yep. but brought back a lot of the third edition ideas. So fifth edition is the biggest selling, best, most successful D and D ever so far. They did it. Yeah, they, they hit did it. it. They finally figured. They figured. They got the formula. Yeah. Do as much as you can to include people while letting everyone be themselves. Well, and they got, it's more loose. It's here's the framework, you figure it out inside yeah. the framework. And that's really what everybody wanted because they want to make their own game. Yeah. Fifth edition is, if it isn't really your own game. It is. Right? You can put your focus on this thing. No two this games thing. are the same. Right. Not exactly. even close. But there, I mean, there are explicit rules like the action economy or casting times and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but they're fewer and farther between. Yeah. Which, you know. You maybe want more rules. I maybe want more rules. Most people don't. Yeah. Most people, they'll, they'll just homebrew it. Like, okay, guys, I like a rule for this. We're going to write it down. Or just in the heat of the moment, uh, I'll allow it. That well, that expression right there. That's why I like the advantage-disadvantage system. Because, like, 
it's, you know, I miss the fucking the, um, circumstance bonuses. Yeah, but they were so specific. I, I know. I, I like, you know, um, the advantage system, advantage system, say I'm a rogue, I'm a monk, whatever. Okay, I want to run across the room, jump on the table, swing from the chandelier, attack on his head. Okay, I like what you're thinking. Okay, I like what you're thinking. Make a check to do it. Gives you advantage. I don't need, you just, there's no plus two bonus for having the high ground. Mm, I miss it so much. Right? It's just advantage. Or, it. make the save. Oh, you rolled the one. You slip and fall, but you don't you don't actually go prone. You attack at disadvantage. I love it. You know? I think it's a, a nice, simple mm-hmm. way to give him a bonus that feels good, but it doesn't necessarily work. S- excuse me. I have a circumstance boner right now. Circumstance boner? <laughs> oh, d- you I'm, good. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm okay. good. I'm good. I'm good. I like the advantage-disadvantage system. I think that's one of the best inclusions in 5th edition. At first, I hated it. I really hated it, but I've come around to it. And the inspiration system. Yes, I like that. Where somebody does something, I think, that's hilarious. Here's your inspiration die. I usually just go with, it's so in character. Like, how did you come up with that? If you make me laugh, generally, that's what I'll do. <laughs> I just, like, that's, all, that's all I require. If, you've done, if you have done something that makes me laugh, right? Uh, not if you make like a fart joke or something like that. I don't yeah. care. So what do we want to see from all these things yeah. in other editions? Okay, of here we go. Sixth edition, what's the best of it Well, all? first of all, are we and when are we going to see a sixth edition? So fifth edition came out in 2014. 2014? 2014, right? 2012? 2014. I have the list of editions right here. It'll take me two seconds. 2014. 2014. So, it's been five years. What's next? I mean, what more can they do? With fifth edition, well, they've kind of hit their stride in terms of how they're distributing content. I, I like the settings, really like the different settings coming out with the different races and characters stuff. I like that. That's not bad because that encourages people to play in new settings as opposed to keeping everything in the exact same world all the time. Yeah, but it encourages homogeneity. But my world is not the exact same all the time because it's expansive. It's very beautiful. Also, it's flat. Nice. I was gonna drop my mic, but it's attached to a boom arm. Um, <laughs> I don't like the the built up campaign settings because it gives people like, okay, you don't have to bother making your world. Here's fucking water deep. Again, we're talking about making it inclusive. Not everyone can make an entire world. Get so good. No, is what I say to these people. May, well, maybe after they have experience in a world, they can make their own world. But a lot of people don't have twenty years of experience. So that to try was and figure the third edition formula. Um, and the fourth edition formula, if I'm not mistaken, was here is an adventure. It takes place in a town. That town can be anywhere in your world. Yes. So like this is you know, Temple of Elemental Evil took place in the town of Hamlet or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Here it is. We've given you everything you need to put it into your to drop it. That into way, your people world. can make campaigns right? out of these. Whereas you know, adventures. if I want to buy the turtle package, I don't want to have to. However, I don't want to have to buy the adventure. However, wait, D and D Beyond, fucking wet myself in D&D Beyond because I don't have to buy the whole book. Yep. I yep. can buy a part I of the book. I love the a la carte oh options. Oh, God. Like, fucking, that's not an addition or anything. That's just great online salesmanship. Yes. Thank we you, do whoever love does that, Beyond. for just letting me, I don't want, I just want the magic items. Again, we're, magic we're not getting paid for this. We just really love D&D Beyond. Well, no, that's just a great, that's genius. It's that a is genius. The digital marketplace is perfect. I love it. And they're genius because they don't have to sell me anything. I'm not getting a book. If they ever went uh, belly up, we lose everything. I lose everything. They don't lose anything. Nope. They've made ungodly amounts of money. Off me. Because I'm just like, you know, I don't want I your, bought everything. I don't want Strahd's house. I just want the zombies. I bought literally everything. Uh, well, you have the subscription. I bought literally everything. Oh, that's kind of disgusting. So we, we're assuming 6th edition will happen. 
Uh, within so a decade, within I, I would say it's a 2020s topic. Yeah, I would twenty by 2025. I think we're in sixth edition. Yeah, which has a horrible ring to it, by the way. Like fourth edition, fifth edition's perfect. Fifth, fifth five, five. Yes, five's a good number. And five's everything in fives just seems better. Yeah, because it's not. Well, your hands got five fingers on it. Your I feel like we as creatures are just a five kind of people. Yeah, I would agree. Five. Sixth edition. Tenth anniversary. Twenty fifth anniversary. Things yeah. like that 50th, sound good. Right? That sounds good. D- oh, what if they switched the sixth edition to the fiftieth anniversary of D anD D? Ooh no. No. Ooh, that feels no. Bad man. It'd have to be the forty eighth uh, anniversary. That would make sense then. Six seven eight. Yeah. yeah. If we're doing it mathematically. Yeah. Um, oh, we don't really have time today to get into what we want to see in sixth edition. Just we real can... fast. One one thing you'd like to bring forward from fifth edition. One thing you'd want to leave back. Keep the advantage system. Okay. Um, but I'd like to see. Uh, more specific values on items. Okay. Right. This belt of giant strength cost me fifteen thousand gold. Okay. I like it. I love that. Agree hardly just to be a little different. Yeah. Uh, I would like to bring forth the uh background system. I love the background oh, yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I would like to completely and utterly change the feat system. Other thing. Resurrections to no longer cost diamonds. Oh, thank God. All right. <laughs> All right, we didn't learn anything. We didn't solve anything. We but just... we, I think we had some good discussions here. We got some good and things uh, in there. Hopefully you guys maybe take some illicit ideas into your campaign. Yes, do drugs in D&D. And maybe you feel more empowered after learning a little bit more about the past to bring forth the future. Who knows? Send us your drugs. Follow us on Twitter. at our... I mean, send us your drug ideas in D&D. Yeah, do, not, don't do mail... not send us drugs. Or do. I, I don't uh, think we can say that clearly enough. If the FBI or CIA is listening, we don't follow us. We don't do drugs at RWD Podcast, Period. and feel free to send us topics you want to hear about or your drugs at rwdpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we will see you next week, people. Till then. Thank you.